everybody, welcome back for another episode of Mega Sheen, your podcast um, for all things gay and geeky from a Black queer perspective. I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And it's been, um, what, a couple of weeks since we last talked, so what's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, we are burning up. It is being hot <laughs> on the ends. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, celebrated my 15 years this week of being in this crazy ass town. I survived, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, crazy. Cause I'm thinking about how much money I've spent in rent since I've been here. Oof. Uh, and you know, just some of the things that's happened over the years, but you know, there's always good with the bad. And, you know, soon getting ready for Comic-Con. That's in two weeks. So in two weeks, Comic-Con will be happening and we'll be all down in San Diego. However, COVID cases have risen <laughs> in mm-hmm. California. And I, I know at, at our job, we, we went back to mask in our office. So um, I will be masked up because this is going to be a record number of people at Comic-Con. And I don't know if y'all saw what happened at the anime con that we had here in Los Angeles, um, but it was super overly packed. They had to shut it down at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so, you know, just, just getting ready for that, enjoying, even though it's hot, it's great weather still. My plants are still thriving from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. What about yourself? Oh, I ain't nothing going on over here. Um, it's a little warm over here. Uh, what else? I'm thinking of starting maybe like 10K training or half mile, half marathon training soon. I don't know. Um, it depends on how soon I get over this wrist injury. Because it is still hurting from like three weeks ago. Because I was trying to be cute at the gym and was lifting more weight than I needed to. And then I heard something. Well, I didn't hear anything. It was just like, it got sore really fast. And I was like, oh, let me put this down. And then from then on, like I can, it just hurts to move the wrist. So I'm like, I've been having it uh, wrapped up in either hot or cold compresses, but it is still a pain in the ass. Like I can't do even a push-up without it hurting. Oh Lord. I'm like what you were trying um, to people were you trying to you see some some stuff there you were trying to I didn't see well mm-hmm. no he wasn't there. No I felt good like I was like oh this is a decent weight and I thought I could do it, but I was like, oh, maybe not. You know, I was having one of those good lift days and then that fucked it all up. Yeah. No, I get that. You know, you will, sometimes you will see yourself in the mirror. You'd be like, oh, I look cute. You know, right. I was like, look at that. Legs popping, glistening. And then right. Legs, hips, yeah. and body, body. <laughs> you see yourself, and then you see, you know, there's a few, as always, a few. There's day. always a few, yes. Mass walking around, and you're just like, okay, well, I'm gonna be cute too. Like, I get that. That happened today. 
Right. And I hit um recently I hit a PR in squats. Mm-hmm. So which is good. So I'm thinking by like the end of the end of the year, I'll give myself that, that I can hit maybe 200 on squat, which I don't think it's out of the, the realm of possibility. Yeah. So I I don't do squats as much. I still do the now I do, I, I get on the squat machine, but I, I actually lay on the floor and then I do the leg push up that way. Mm-hmm. Like the leg press? Yeah, I just do it uh-huh. on the floor. Um, mm-hmm. Because it, I, learned, I learned from one of our coaches at CrossFit that a lot of, it's hard to do, sometimes do the squat with the thing on your back. And some of them don't, rec- don't recommend you do it that way. They recommend you just do the leg press because you could do it a lot more heavier weight. It's the same thing ish. Um, but they were like saying, you know, it's for some of you, if you have a bad back or. I don't like to do a leg press because there's a little bit too much torque on my knee. Mm-hmm. So at that angle, if I'm laying back like that, so the squatting is better. Yeah. Knee wise. Then I do those uh, Bulgarian split squats, which help a lot. And what else? Oh, you always have to do your um, something with the glutes, like a a bridge or a single leg, whatever, whatever, because you can't have that butt looking sexy. That's true. And, you know, it's all about, you know, trying to get, you know, trying to get everything in place, especially when it comes to the leg. You're trying to wear these shorts and stuff. And, you know, somebody over here already have like a, you know, a snatched waist. So, who? Um, you. So. Oh God. <laughs> so I know you are already out there. This is why you probably don't need to be in the Palm Springs. I'm sure you'll be wearing all your little speedos and everything. When <laughs> <laughs> everybody know who's in the room. I would do no. I would wear a caftan like a lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get in the pool. You got to get in the pool. Mm, I don't know about all that. I just, because <laughs> you know, a nigga can't swim. So I'll just put the feet you know, in. You can, you can be, you can do, I know what, I don't, I stay in a three feet and I don't, that's where I stay. I don't go too much for, unless I'm on a, unless I got one of those floaties or whatever. Mm-hmm. All that. We don't do all that. Because again, I don't want to get my hair all that deep in that water. Right. God knows what's in that water anyway. Oof. Well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is, the point is, you know, who knows? Um, but you know, today we're going to, we, we have some good stuff. We're going to be talking about what's been going on. And we also have a special guest um, that, w- that y'all will be very interested in so hang it's in. the first for uh magazine i think yes it is so i really enjoy that part but we're going to get into aunt may's tea because there you know it's been some stuff going on and all that um you know we got people showing out in the supreme court we got clarence thomas trying to talk you know talking about he wants to come for everything that is Black. He's just so. I just. Oh. 
Oh. He's mad because we're coming after his wife. His wife about to go to jail or something's going to happen to her. So She needs to. Her evil, ugly ass. But it's, you know, stuff like that is happening. Things are just going on in the world. Um, but, you know, we, you know, this week, you know, Thor came out. Look, we're going to have a review of Thor coming out soon. Thor Love and Thunder came out, which is really neat. Um, so if y'all haven't seen it, you know, go check it out. and want to hear what you think about it. Uh, we also know that uh, Nope had, had an extended trailer that came out. Um, and I know some people were already complaining, like, oh, you're showing us everything. But y'all have to remember, this is a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, Jordan. Right, exactly. And what we are seeing is probably not what we are going to get. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be something else. So... Mm-hmm. I'm excited for for Nope. Uh, we'll probably be reviewing that as well. That is that's going to literally be out. In, that's in two weeks as well. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. Shout out to Kiki. I always stay with a check Palmer. <laughs> I don't know how she does it because one minute she has yes because she's not only in this movie she's also in some Disney projects coming up. But I forgot she did start in Disney because I think Akila and the Bee is a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And she was a uh, uh, the guest. Judge in the season three of Legendary. Yeah. Which we're not talking about Legendary now, but you know, go ahead on. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I know you said that, you know, her commentary was very good. Um yeah, I, I enjoy Kiki's um commentary and her critique of the performances more than Megan's because it was much more in depth. It wasn't like, oh, I don't know. I just like y'all. So here, like it was constructive Yeah. versus Megan. God, no, I love her, but I don't know why the fuck you was a judge on Legendary about fall culture. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Kiki, stay with a check bomber. Yeah. So that, you know, it's going to be really exciting to see what this movie is all about. Um, but let's talk about, as we mentioned, there's Comic-Con. There is a lot that's going to be happening this uh, coming event. Now, what we do know is a lot of places are not going to be there. DC is not going to be there. Um, however, Marvel will be all over the place. So what we're going to kind of do is kind of give you some highlights of what's going to happen or what's going to be there. I can, we can start with a little bit on Thursday. Um, so on Thursday, what I saw that would be, I think would be really interesting, um, is kind of, you know, seeing that there's going to be, mm, well, you know what, I take that, well, Abbott Elementary is going to actually be at (laughs) Comic-Con. Uh, it's going to be virtual. Yeah. Um, oh. virtual, but Quinta's going to be there. They're going to talk about, you know, what season two is going to look like. Um, so it's going to be really, really, really interesting to see what that's going to look like um, and, you know, what they're going to mention. Um, so this is going to be kind of fun to kind of, you know, see this show has really grown so much. And the fact that it's going to be at Comic-Con is, is fairly interesting because usually Comic-Con sticks to more of the geeky things, but because if they're really, really popular, it will be a Comic-Con. So to see that um, Abbott Elementary will be there on Thursday will be really neat. Um, there will also be, if you like vampires, 
which I kind of don't. But if you like vampires, they're going to, there's a new show based on the movie and book, Vampire Academy. Um, they're going to be showcasing a lot of different things there. Julie Peck, who did Vampire Diaries, is doing this. So you can kind of expect almost the same that we got before. So be ready for that. No, I'm not shading Julie, but she's done vampire stuff a lot. Mm -hmm. so, I didn't know you didn't like vampires. Why? Huh? I said, I didn't know you didn't like vampires. I like them. I don't look, I like witches more. I'm more of a witches person. Um, but um. yeah. Uh, and also, if you love Rugrats, Rugrats will be um, back. There's it's Rugrats, the babies are back. Um, and we get a send your workout video that will be released. <laughs> so um, they are bringing them back. Um, and so if y'all like the Rugrats, you know, Rugrats are fun to watch if you are a little tipsy, um, but yeah, Rugrats are coming back. So that is Thursday. Um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur will be an animated series. So it's gonna be really, really great. Um, if you are familiar with that, um, Moon Girl is black um, and one of the smartest people in the Marvel universe. So um, that will be an animated series that will be premiering in the fall and you will be able to see um, I think it's premiering in the fall, but I think you'll be able to see um, a little bit of what that looks like on Thursday. Um, and let me see, anything else that's exciting to come out? And again, I will recommend y'all to kind of go take a look at this, but I'm just letting you know, like, here's a few things that's going to be cute on Thursday. Um, Friday is going to be a little bit more meteor. Um, if you remember, Lord of the Rings is going to have a TV series on Prime Video. Yeah. So if you're big into that, the, the Rings of Power, um, they will be giving us a sneak peek and what they'll look like. Most of the actors will be there. Um, so, you know, if you want to check that out, it's going to be at Hall H. So that means you need to be in line at six in the morning if you're going to try to get it. Right. Like Hall H is the where everything go, gets down. Mm -hmm. And it is going to be an event. So if you want to see that, you got to get in line early. Um, later, it's going to be Marvel Studios. They are going to be talking about what they will be streaming and their animation um, developments that are coming out. So there's a lot of things that we'll be looking forward to. For example, X-Men 97, um, Marvel Zombies. Um, what if the second season? And there's some more surprises coming. Now, I'm looking forward to X-Men 97. I saw the art. It's a little bit different than what it was when it came out in the 90s. Right. I but, think they just cleaned it up a little bit, which, I mean, they should have, you know. And I know uh, Eric and Julia Leewald, the showrunner and producer, are going to be there. I know, uh, oh my God, I forgot her name. The woman who does uh, Rogue's uh, voice yeah. is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, who else? Yeah, I believe they got a lot of the voice actors back. Well, the ones that are alive anyway, I think. Because Cyclops, Norm, uh, I think his last name is Spencer, he's dead. John Calicos, who did Apocalypse, is dead. I want to say the guy who did um, Magneto, his voice actor, is dead too. 
Um, I don't know if they got the voice actress. Well, I know Storm had two different voice actresses. I don't know if they got the more dramatic one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will we'll see soon enough. What's coming out next year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, let's see. The Proud family will have um, Louder and Prouder. They will have um, a session that day as well. So if you are a fan of the Proud family, Kyla Pratt, um, as well as some of the other actors will be there. Um, so you're interested in seeing that. That will be happening on Friday. Uh, let's see what else that's happening y'all might be interested in. Um, um, Green Lantern, Beware of My Power, animated movie is coming out. Um, Algis Hodge, I'm saying his name wrong, but you know him. He's going to be in Black Adam. He's going to be Hawkman. I always said Hawkeye. Hawkman. He's one of the voices. Uh, I think he's going to be Green Lantern. He's going to be Jon Stewart. So this is going to be a Jon Stewart-focused film. So that will be... um, talked about and they'll be showing actually doing a screening so they'll be doing two screenings of this um that day and then it will start uh it will stream on the 26th of july so mm-hmm. it'll be a comic con you get to see that that should be really fun let's see later that evening if you like queer horror shutters queer for fear a documentary that i got to do a little bit of work on um, we'll be, um, they will be talking about that. They'll be talking with um, Brian Fuller, um, as well as other people who were involved in this project that will be happening on Friday. Um, if you love anime, Princess Monoko, I'm saying that totally wrong, so shoot me down. But <laughs> the 25th anniversary of that, they will be showing Hot Topic is hosting this. And if you've been to Hot Topic, they love this anime stuff, so you'll be able to see. They do all that type of stuff. They're going to be doing a screening of that 25th anniversary of that film. So Friday will be interesting. Also, there's going to be a lot of parties and events going on. So I will try to keep y'all posted about that if you are going to Comic-Con. Saturday. Saturday is always known as one of the biggest days, especially for Hall H. So even though I said that DC won't be there, The Rock will be. And so The Rock will be in Hall H um, talking about um, his movie, Black Adam, as well as they'll be talking about Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Now, I don't want to give too much away about Thor, but we actually got to see some gods in that one. We're going to see some gods in this one. So um, what they're going to do is do, well, The Rock, as well as Levi, um, Zachary Levi, will be hosting a panel discussing the next steps in the Shazam world. So we'll get to see a little bit more of Black Adam um, as well as Shazam. Shazam was not a bad movie. I, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't at all, no. So, you know, that, that should be something interesting. I don't uh, know about this Black Adam movie because The Rock is gonna be The Rock regardless of the movie. The Rock, it is. So I'm like, they could have just went with the unknown. What uh, nationality is Black Adam? He's Egyptian, right? Yes. They could have went with an unknown Egyptian actor. Yes. Like Moon Knight did that with some, I mean, of course not with um, Oscar, but with some of the other people were unknowns. And one of the things that has helped Marvel is they did have to pick people who are unknowns. Um, 
Chris Hemsworth was an unknown when he got cast as Thor. We didn't know. Let's be honest. Uh, uh, Chris Evans, he did uh, what was that movie with? Uh, he was in Push, a Fantastic Four. What was that? Tra- uh, not Traffic, but Sale. Yeah, Cellular, it. Cellular with a uh, Kim Basinger, I think. Um, Which he was, was a relative unknown and not another teen movie. Yeah. He was like in the, that kind of field. He was known, but not like. Yeah. He went on a Brad Pitt level. So, and then uh, here recently with Miss Marvel, uh, with the 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 lead in Miss Marvel. So, and I, I know we're comparing Marvel and DC yet again, but still, a lot of these places need to take a chance on like unknown actors. Yes, and that's why I appreciate what Kevin does. Kevin helps them like. Let's, I think he sits down with everybody to be like the feel for him. And I know he did that with the actress for Miss Marvel. They they were vibing. And that's probably mm-hmm. why he got that job. Cause the fact that she knew her shit too at the same time. Um, so that's gonna be really interesting. Speaking of him, he has a panel. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, later on that day, House of Dragon, the spinoff series to, um, you know, Game of Thrones is coming out, so get to know more about the uh, Targaryen family. Uh, Question. So, considering how those two fucked up the last season of Game of Thrones, y'all really want to give them the benefit of the doubt not to fuck this up, too? Well, see, here's the cute thing, because they don't really have that much to do with it. Um, Okay. The is, is, is George R.R. R. Martin. Um, the showrunner and executive producer is Ryan Kondal. Um, mm-hmm. The other person is Miguel Sesselspick. I'm saying that wrong. And Patty Constellines. I'm saying all these names wrong. So don't even get me. Y'all can get me for that. But these are totally different people. I have not heard of these people except George. Um, they will be running this show. They have a great lineup of people who will be in it. So it looks good. If y'all did not see the trailer, I think we posted it on our um, Twitter page. But if you, it's, it looks pretty good. Um, and again, this is about the Targaryen family, Khaleesi, you know, all that stuff and how they've been connected with dragons. It is going, uh, apparently it's going to be really good. That's what people say. We shall see. Um, also in Hall H, The Sandman. We've already seen the trailer of The Sandman that will be coming out later on. It looks we really have. Good. So yeah, it looks really good. Um, I don't remember The Sandman trailer. Um, it was kind of brief. It didn't tell too much, but it was a little bit to look forward to. But it's out there. <laughs> Maybe we'll re- we'll repost it or you know retweet it so y'all can kind of take a look at it again. But it, it's it's got a solid cast. It looks really good. So I'm really excited for it. Um, later that day, five o'clock, Kevin Feige is going to be discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's all it says. So this can be so many things. I I think I've, uh, there was the uh, reports that in the next few months that the next big villain will be revealed. 
And I'm thinking, okay, is it going to be Galactus? Galactus? Is it going to be maybe Silver Surfer? Um, because now that you have these different other properties, like the X-Men, like Fantastic Four, um, coming into, you can draw different villains from them. So I honestly, like, how do you talk uh, Thanos? Mm. Which, according to those uh, those nasty pictures going around, Thanos had his <laughs> ass up in the air. You can talk him quite well. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, we did learn that, you know, Daredevil... They are working on another Daredevil series that will be on Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Um, we also have heard that you know Jessica Jones may be featured in some things coming soon. Um, so who knows? This may be a whole. They're already showing that they're already talking about what Marvel Studios is doing. So we'll hear more about that. But now, just about the cinematic universe, who knows? So if you're able to get into that, good luck. Right. <laughs> That's going to be a lot. I don't know if they, or they may have changed the rules. I'm not sure to where they may make people leave instead of just sitting in there all day. Because if you don't know how Hall H works, once it's open, some people go in there and they will sit there from eight until five o'clock. They will stay there um, to see. They'll watch everything, but they will spend that whole day in there. So Mm. it is something else. Have you been in uh, Hall H before when they had like a big presentation? Yes, I've been in there. I was there for the Avengers. Oh. Everybody in able. Everybody is not <laughs> we able. Didn't know, we didn't know they were going to do that, though. It was like this. It was literally, like, unannounced. So we don't know. This could be, ooh, crap. This could be, they could reveal the Fantastic Four. I would think they would do the Fantastic Four before the X-Men. Yeah, because they've already got, like, a little thing for it. So this could... Who knows? This is a, it's a, now, you know, as I think about it, it makes me wonder, do I want to, you know, try to get in there? Right. And we're getting, we're supposed to be getting, what, Secret Wars this year? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be getting, um, what else? Another, epi- another season, well, you talked about it, another season of uh, What If? Um, Ironheart, I think. Ironheart. <laughs> You know, there's a there's a lot. Oh, <gasps> oh. Maybe it's going to be Black Panther. You know what? That might be when we will see a trailer because it's it's around that time. It's about the time to do it. Because it's supposed to come out in November, right? Like November 11th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this so that's be- gonna be somber. Oh, that's gonna be somber as hell. Mm-hmm. Because we'll get to see, and you know, they've already, we've already got a leak of what Namor will look like with his fine ass. Mm. <laughs> we saw that, we saw Narita, and we also saw Uma, Attila. I can't really say Attila's name, but we saw some of the, the releases of what will be in there. And the neat thing is they're tying, I once believe they're tying in Mayan culture to the Atlanteans. So... That is going to be something else. Y'all get ready. As you, you know, you, we posted what the, the art for Namor and, you know, a lot of y'all was thirsty. 
including myself. So right, lest you be judged. <laughs> um, and then lastly, on that day, the interview with the vampire series will be talked about. Um, you've seen some pictures of, you know, they are actually trying to be accurate with the way people should look in this show. So they go to AMC Plus. It's an AMC Plus show. Um, they will be giving us a debut of the official trailer as well as maybe a sneak peek of the episode. Mm. I always, I did enjoy the movie. And that was, oh, that movie was gay as hell. It was. I mean, Brad Pitt, that was, I think that's when Brad Pitt, that's when I was lusting for Brad Pitt. I never really right. loved him until that movie with that long hair. And he, he was just bundles. Yeah, that all the time. But it was that one scene with him and Antonio Banderas when I was like, are y'all gonna kiss? Because this is, y'all got me all. I was like, oh, they, what they, they gonna fuck. Mm-hmm. They probably did. We just, I mean, and then uh, that scene where they ravished that random girl on the stage. Yeah. I guess they just kill her on the stage. Yeah. Um, that was, I was like, oh, that's the way to go. Yeah. Just naked. Uh, yeah, I love that movie. And that, I think that was the last movie Tom Cruise acted. Like, <laughs> acted, acted. Yeah. Other so than that. Clear, that was like, that's the last movie he like, really acted. But yeah, you know, Tom Cruise, he's going to give you what you, he's going to give you something. Wherever he's He's going to do his own stunts. Yeah. And he needs to be What's careful, that? though. But yeah, he loves his short sale. But yeah, um, that I think the series is going to be good. They also work on the Mayfair Witches, um, a book that I also a series that I also read. So they're working on that as well. But on Sunday, Sunday is going to be a little bit um, kind of slow. We, we have the you know, well, Women of Marvel, um, where um, we'll get to hear a little bit more about the projects going on with the Women of Marvel and all that good stuff. So we'll see what that will look like. Um, also, um, my panel will be Sunday, um, Black and Queer and Popular Culture. And that's almost it for bigger events. Um, if you like Funko Pop, they have a big session. And let me tell y'all, Funko Pop, now I don't understand, I have them. I have some. I did not realize how serious that stuff is, but for example, when you buy them at the store, they have, they have a sign that says, if you can't bring it back if you feel like the box is dented because people will bring it back. Mm-hmm. It's a serious thing. And they always have a huge, huge line at Comic-Con. Um, so they're going to be showing us some new releases and things like that. So if you're into Funko Pop, um, they can be very expensive. Um, and they also have limited editions. So be ready for that. They will be, um, I already see there's there's going to be some Wolverine stuff. Um, interesting things. You could actually make your own Funko Pop. Cost a lot more money, but you could actually have that done. I so, had a gym Funko Pop that mm-hmm. my the boss that I, when I was on tour with Disney gave me for a Christmas present. And when we got laid off from COVID, yeah, all of my stuff, including that Funko Pop, was in those uh, cabinets in the warehouse. And now, like that gym Funko Pop is like worth like a couple of hundred dollars. Yeah, I was like, money gone. 
<laughs> Max, devastated. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I I have um, one of my Wonder Woman ones. It's worth a lot of money. I had two. It's only because somebody came into my office like, "Why do you unpack that? That's one of the first line." And I was like, "Oh, I have another one." I was given this one when I was leaving USC. That was that was a gift. So I have two. So I was like, "I can do that. Don't don't worry." Um, and what we will probably also do is tell you about some of the the special um, exclusives that will be given out at Comic-Con. As you know, Comic-Con is known for their exclusives. Um, Jim was a part of that at one point. He was able to get all the latest Jim dolls every year. Um, there is a rumor that they would they might be doing another Jim doll for that. Um, they will be, uh, I know there will be limited editions of X-Men toys that will be given out um, during Comic-Con based on the cartoon. So be ready for that. I'm sure that's gonna probably sell out. I'm gonna try to get a storm one. Um, also if you're into pins and buttons and things, they have a lot of that given out. So there's still gonna be some announcements of what will be available. So be ready for that. Um, it's gonna be a lot. So if you are trying to save money, really think about what you want to buy because there's going to be mm -hmm. a lot of things that you're going to probably want to get caught up in and it never fails that you are spending probably about five to a thousand dollars if you are really going to get into it i always say like oh i'm going to go and then i never go you need to oh, so next year <laughs> you need to plan to go um, I mean, true, but I'm also trying to go to Chicago. I'm also thinking about taking like an international trip to either Greece or Dubai. And that's, you know, that's a lot of money, girl. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's true. And then we're going to, uh, where are we going? Either the Bahamas or ja we're going to Jamaica. We're going on a cruise October and then Vegas, November, it's a lot of money, so. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it is. And, you know, the jokes are, you know, somebody's like, I'm gonna do OnlyFans for three months. I mean, like consider how much money they uh, pulling down. That's true, like, I'm about to say, if y'all are good at it, that's a good, you know, people, and that was like the money maker for many people during the pandemic. You know, just mm -hmm. get on there. And if you're good, you know, you can make you can make a smooth fifty thousand a month, a month. You know, if you got good content now, you just can't be out there with nothing. You got to have some good content too. So, you know, not everybody can be some of these folks. So I would say, please, you know, think about it. Um, you know. Especially, as I said many times before on, on this thing, you have to be prepared to spend a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, you, it's about at least twelve hundred, not including hotel. Uh, but you know, you you're spending. If you go including hotel, you're spending about maybe two thousand. Well, close to two thousand because hotels maybe like fourteen hundred because you're staying for four days. Mm -hmm. That month, then you're eating. Um, do you want to buy stuff? Um, you may want to, you know, have a few drinks, go out. So it's a lot to do. Um, so be ready for that. 
And let me see, I think that is it. But, you know, it's coming. There'll be more, um, there'll be more things revealed that will be available. So be ready for that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's coming up two weeks. It's gonna be exciting. Well, I'm sure you'll have all the tea and keep us all informed whenever it goes down. Yes. Because, you know, we just gonna be over here in our country, country living, you know, cause you know, everybody ain't able to go up to San Diego. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be um really interesting this year. Um so And it should be people that you you know them then, like uh friends of the show. Yeah, friends of the show will be there. Um, you know, hopefully I'll get to see some of them. You know, Kayla's gonna be there. Um, not sure if Steph is gonna be there. I'm not sure. I think Steph would have probably announced by now that if she was gonna be there. Um, but there will be other people. Mm -hmm you know, there, and it's gonna be really fun to see just how everything's gonna go down. But hopefully, you know, it won't be, oh, you know, I hate to say this and there's a part of me to be aware of it, but it's gonna be a huge group of people there. I hope we don't have any, you know, scary people that are trying to like do something crazy. Or outbreaks of monkeypox. Wow. <laughs> you know, that is something that has come out of nowhere, you know, mm -hmm. to where I'm like a little, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. I have to read up on it because I don't know how it's transmitted. I just know some of the symptoms. Yeah. So that's on me to do my research, to do my Googles. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm a little, mm, we need to be, you know, be ready. You're going to be out there, you know, being a little fast, just be smart. Um, but yeah, it should be something else. Um, the one, I guess one of the last things we can talk about is, you know, Captain America, no, yeah, Captain America 4 is coming, is a real movie. Um, and you know, some people are already in their feelings, but you know, Bay got on Twitter and let everybody know the symbol mm. is Captain America. So Chris Evans basically said, fuck what you heard, Sam Wilson is Captain America. Period. I don't know why y'all mad, but Chris said, I've done what I did and we have somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> he is Joe Biden right now, you know, as when he came back, so. I don't know why y'all upset, but yeah, they they have already announced um, stuff, and we may see more about that. So get ready, get ready. Mm -hmm. All right. well, I think that is it. Anything else we should be talking about or mentioning? Um, I don't think so. As always, you can find us on Twitter. The podcast is at Megashine One. I'm at What Porter Say, Vickers at Wonder Man 5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, um, SoundCloud. Um, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Megastream. 
our part, not our podcast, but our website, part of the sheen. I think that's about it. Anything else? Um, no, that is it. We will, we want y'all to, you know, enjoy, I guess. And we will, you know, of course, see y'all soon. And stay tuned for the guests. <laughs> Do stay tuned for the guests. And welcome back to the show. Today we have, I think, a first in Megashing history. Um, I don't think we've ever had this kind of particular artist on as a guest. Um, so without further ado, I would like to welcome Rashad Ali Muhammad to the show. He is a uh, multidisciplinary artist uh, residing in DC area. Uh, he explores art from uh, the intersections of culture, ethnicity, spirituality, identity, emotions, and nature through collage. Rashad, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the lovely introduction. I we do a little stuff that's something on my machine. <laughs> so let's get down to it. Uh, tell uh, everybody, um, tell us about your art. Okay, that's a, such a big question. Um, so no, really. I started making art in like 2016. Um, and so, so I actually started like with painting and doing like a lot of gold leafing. Um, it was like doing a lot of uh, mostly portrait work. And then um, I didn't really have like a focus. I just kept kind of making things out of my imagination using like photos as references. Um, but then like people kept asking me like, oh, you know, what do you, what's the like the meaning behind my work? Um, I didn't really know at the time, I was kind of just creating just to create and keep going. Um, but I kind of like got bored of that. And so then um, luckily I was able to travel to Africa like at the end of 2019, literally like we came back and like the pandemic happened. So it was like a fucking mess. But um, <laughs> when I was in Africa, it like really changed my like outlook on my art and like uh, kind of gave me more inside of like the purpose behind my art. And so like from there, I recognized like I've been trying to, especially with the work before, I was focusing more on like uplifting black people, um, especially from like a, a black queer perspective, like I'm black, I'm queer, I'm all the things. So it's like, um, my work was very indicative of that. And, but then <clears throat> as I kept going since, so that was like 2019. And so 2020, I like fully stopped painting. I took kind of like a break and like read thought about how I wanted to create my art. And so that's when collaging started. And so like, I really started with just, um, I would take a lot of the photos, photo references that I use for um, for painting, took those, wanted to like recycle things. So I like found stuff around the house, like greeting cards and gift paper um, and stuff like that. Just as like, do something different, use my imagination in a different way. And so it kind of like really took off from there. And so um, that's kind of where I stayed in right now. Like I'm, I'm, working a lot in collage, but then I'm like exploring digital collage, using video, I'm learning sound, I'm learning a lot of different techniques. So I'm like, I think collage really changed my perspective on art and like how I can really add in a lot of different um, mediums, even like digital versus like materials that I just pick up out of nowhere and just like things that everybody was like, oh, that's, you know, some paper that like, oh, that's fine, whatever. I'm like, well, no, I can break that shit down and turn into something crazy that you've never seen before. And so I like really right. find that fascinating. So um, that's where the art is going now. And I don't know where it's going to go. I'm on the journey. We'll see what happens. So. Awesome. 
you know, well, that that sounds fascinating in a way of how you are kind of marrying all these different elements and kind of putting them all together to kind of express, you know, what you're feeling and what you're doing. So I like that you're using different mediums for that, which makes me want to know, can you talk about, you know, have you always been this creative or is it something you just kind of came into or was it something that kind of hit you when you were a kid? So, so I'm laughing because uh, my mom always talks about when I was a kid, I was always the one drawing on the walls, um, okay. banging on things like drums. So um, like they put me in like Taekwondo and stuff like that to get like, I guess the energy out. But like, I've always been creative and I always like was drawing and stuff like that and paint, uh, what do you call it? Coloring books and things like that, I love coloring books. Um, so, <clears throat> but like when I was in high school, um, my high school teacher, he did a lot of fine art, but then he was in charge of like the AV program, the TV AV program. And so he taught me like directing and things like that. But then also he gave me like a film camera. He's like, he didn't, it, it was a little annoying. He didn't give me any instruction. He said, take this, go figure it out, like make some stuff and we'll, you know, we'll develop the film. And I was like, all right. So, you know, I did it, you know, I, I did, I don't say I did well. I don't know if it was like super fantastic you know, artwork, but I did a thing. I learned something new. And then like another art, another teacher, he was a graphic designer. So like I learned that I was like, oh, and like I knew, I kept thinking like in high school, I didn't want to study art in college because I kept thinking like the starving artist trope and stuff like that is kind of all you saw. And I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be Basquiat and dying early, like dealing with all the things. Cause you know, although he was very prolific. So, I mean, he wasn't really starving, but um, right. artists, right. artists be dealing with a lot of stuff internally because we be feeling a lot of things. But um, so it, with that, like when I went to college, I actually started studying film. Um, I went to American University in DC, but um, like the curriculum was very like documentary focused. And like, I was really into like music videos and advertising. I want to do stuff like that. So um, one of the classes, like a, a what do you call it? A mandatory select uh, elective that's the word yeah um mentor elective was um like graphic design so i did intro to graphic design fell in love with it i was like because it was like the way they taught it was you don't not everything is computer-based you can like draw you can paint you can like turn it into graphic design in terms of like that but like um and like in that same vein i know some people consider graphic design to be some call it art some call it just communications i am of the school of Graphic design is communication. It can look like art, but it's not art of like just fine art. Um, but you can make it fine art. Anyway, that would be digital art nowadays, I guess you would say. But anyway, um, so <clears throat> from there, so I was like doing graphic design. I took a few art classes, wasn't trying to be doing all the fine art stuff. So I was still dabbling here and there, learned like sound design. I was horrible at it the first time I tried it. It was like... <laughs> It was bad. I can't really explain exactly how we, we had to like a we had to dub over a video. And so, you know, college, you're not really like you're trying to have fun, you're trying to party. Like it was something I had to like really focus on. And I was kind of like dibble dabbling with it. So it wasn't it wasn't the best thing. I didn't really think I was gonna go back to sound, but um my partner does music, so then that's like kind of opened a whole new world uh, to sound and sound design and learning that stuff. But so so to fully answer the question, yes, I've always been creative. It's always going to come out. Um, it's even when I try to stop kind of creating, I'll create in another different way. Like, like you're talking about the bookshelf behind me, like 
I was, I'd stopped creating. And then like during COVID, that's when I was like, well, let me try some interior design. So let me do some stuff. And like, I did pretty good at it. Did, you know, it's, I can do some elements here and there, but um, yes, creating is in my spirit and it's always gonna be there. It's always gonna come out, so. Yes, and I wish y'all could see this, like the bookshelf, because uh, it is, I, 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 I like it. I wish I could have one. The bitches will pay money serious money for that bookcase yeah i'm a capricorn uh, so i love money so (laughs) (laughs) let me open up a different little thing i can do right oh i send you a photo maybe you can like do something with that something yes (laughs) so can you describe to us um your creative process when you want to create art in these different formats yeah, so that's that's really interesting question. Um, each one is kind of different. So like I do portrait collage, I do abstract collage, the digital collage is different as well. And then even just doing sound. So I say like the creative process would start with either like the intention behind what I'm doing or sometimes I might look at like a, I might just, I tend to cut out pictures and things just as I go like a kind of like a time filler situation so sometimes I'll go into that like collection of images and like pick something I'm like I want to do this today and then see maybe there's like a something that resonated within my spirit that said some kind of message is with this piece and so you kind of like go along with that and like you don't you try to be premeditative of like what you're going to create sometimes and just kind of like go with what what intuition what your body feels and then I really like like just the recent work that I've done I really surprised myself and like just looking at what I created versus when I started, I was like, I didn't really have any idea what I was gonna do. I just, something came out like a piece I did was um, uh, where I end and where you begin. So me and my partner, we've, my fiance, um, we had just gotten engaged, fiance, whatever, whatever word is the right word. Um, <laughs> so, so it was like, so it was kind of like a love thing and like the two pictures kind of forming together. And so I was like, oh, that was that, that's what that is. It's coming out of me from what just happened. So like a lot of times it's a lot of experiences, a lot of conversations, a lot of like, I try not to focus on like the negative things that are going on, like the politics and and just the world in general. So like I I tend to either let it marinate and let it simmer before I like try to create some work because I want my work to be uplifting I never I don't like sitting in the negativity of things so it's like when I want people to see my work I want it to just be calming rejuvenating like a big hug from like your big mama just like oh you know it's just you feel good and so like so with the portrait collages there's that side but then like my abstract collages um so I tend to use I use uh fake flower petals a lot in my work it's just something that I really gravitate towards it's like there's so many textures and the colors um I need to figure out how to get them wholesale, but we'll figure that out later. Um, but like when I do those, those became more like um, I started during quarantine and they're like larger pieces and it became like a meditative thing where I was just like processing either situations that happened or lessons I heard or like things that were go- coming up in therapy and stuff like that. So um, there's one called floating and still, it's just all blue and it's like circles and it's like just being calm, being still, water, we, you know, you get the different um, connections here and there. So um, that's the process. It's like 
it's hard to kind of really pinpoint sometimes, but I say going with intention, going with letting your subconscious and conscious minds kind of meld together and just let whatever flows out, flow out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, it's interesting because yeah, it's sometimes it is according to the energy, what's going on, what's in the room, what's out in the street. <laughs> so it's not kind of, that kind of does any type of influence or what have you. So I, I kind of get that. I, I understand that. Um, now you were talking about uplifting and you like to make sure your art is uplifting. Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, when it talk, when, when we are looking at African-American art and, you know, it, it goes so many different ways. Mm -hmm. It can be very positive. It can be kind of, you know, not downtrodden, but kind of sad or depressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know what you mean. Yeah. So um, can you talk to us about why it's important for you to focus your art on African-American diaspora? And I can never say that word correctly, but hopefully you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I got you. Um, so... To start, I want to say like when I first, well, not when I first, when I was, I've, as I've been creating and stuff like that, I've always had this like, um, it's like a weird rub, kind of like the whole artists of the times kind of a situation where I feel like if I'm not talking about the politics or gun violence or racial injustice or this, that, and the third, then I'm like, I had a moment of like, I guess this imposter syndrome was like, am I doing, am I creating art that matters? It was like, oh, I was like really going through it every now and again, but then um, I had the epiphany, honestly, recently, maybe like a, a few months ago. It's like, so, and just in that same vein, I learned that, yes, my art is of the time, and I'm, my of the time is like inflection or reflection, inflection, um, taking things in and processing, but like not getting bogged down in the heaviness of everything that's going on. So that's when like my reflection is giving people a place to relax and rejuvenate from the world. So with that, like, just as you're saying, like some of the art from black artists or of the African diaspora can be rooted in like the heaviness that we've dealt with as a community. I think the reason I focus more on the, the, uh, the uplifting side of it is like, I don't, I don't wanna sit in it. I don't like want to, there's one thing I've done pieces where it's been focused on like heavy, heavier topics, but even when I do approach them heavier topics, I approach it in a, a light kind of a way where it's not, you don't, it's more reflective. You're thinking about it. You you can feel the piece, but I also in that same vein too, I don't want like non-black people to be like, Oh, I don't want to see the art because they feel bad about it. Or they feel like, Oh, this isn't for me. No, no, no. I want it to be a conversation where, you know, just because it's a heavier topic, it's you can still approach it in a a light way so that you can feel you can feel open to talking about it as opposed to feeling like a level of like disdain or not I won't say disgust, that might be a you know, disgust within yourself. That might be a little heavy, but you know, whatever word that fits in that, you know, synonyms and stuff like that. Um so I lead with that process, but it's also thinking about it in terms of like as an artist the art is part of you and so it's like if I sit in so oh there we go I made a piece um earlier on I think it was like 2016 when like Trump was doing his thing um so there was a there was a, a call for art for art and politics and so it's like kind of reflecting on 
kind of basically Trump and like what's going on in politics. And so I remember I made a piece. It was like Trump was basically like eating. He was like a monster, like a Frankenstein kind of monster. And he was eating like the pride flag, the like an Islamic flag, a Mexican flag, something else and something else like that. But like after the show, I was in the show, but then after the show, like when the piece was like sitting in my my studio, I was like, I kept feeling weird. I was like, oh my God, I felt heavy. So I was like, I had to I had to paint over it. I had to get rid of it. I just couldn't have it in my space. So it's like, if I, if I work in a place of negativity, then that's going to affect me as an artist. And so then if I'm doing that, then that affects my work. And then it's like, if I don't feel good about the work I'm creating, then I don't, the energy from me is going into the art. So then that's going into the patrons or the collectors. So it's like, I don't want to do that. And, and, you know, it makes me feel bad. So I think that's why I focus on uplifting like topics or just the way I approach things. Um, and like I was, my, uh, I was like my partner, I think he was saying, uh, cause he was learning about his music and it was like, he heard something, uh, I think an artist was saying like, when you're processing like negative emotions, like a bad breakup or someone did a thing to you, trauma, trauma, trauma. Um, it's one thing to write like from the gut about what the experience is and what happened and feeling the feels. But then it's another thing of, okay, you wrote, you wrote that, you let it out, like put it down for a second, come back to it. And then kind of like, what did you learn from it? And how do you want to, how are you growing from it? How are you releasing it? And that's where, like you have to process things before you, for me, I have to process things before I like release art and make it into art for the rest of the world. So, yeah. No, that makes total sense. I, mm-hmm. I do that a lot when I receive my comic pages from the artist. I have to like, let me look at it, look at it without the words, go back and look at the script to like match everything, make sure that I'm giving the, it's giving the feeling that I want to give from it. So I could, it, and sometimes you do have to like literally walk away from it and like just, mm-hmm. just not look at it for a day before I say, like before before I have any feedback, let me just feel it, lay in it and what have you. So I, I totally get that, I totally get that. And I think as creatives, um, we're more susceptible to taking on all of the different energies and holding yes. on to it. Um, and then being so bogged down in it that we don't, we can't move like physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, I can definitely understand that like, I don't wanna, it's not that I don't wanna face those negativities. It's just, I don't wanna take those on because those can be so heavy. I get that completely. Yes. Baby, that shit is heavy. Ah, uh-huh. oh yeah. And like, <laughs> I've like, I kind of, I've recognized like, I think kind of like you're saying, I think a lot of artists are inherently empathic. So we tend to just kind of take on energies mm-hmm. that are around us. But then also like, and like I, I recognize, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say I'm diagnosed or anything, but I'm like, I can recognize when I get into like a depressive mood and it's like, I don't want to do anything. Cause like everything that's going on, I just, I really need to disconnect and just take a breath. Right. Like, oof. And God. it's hard. It is so hard to disconnect. Like, especially nowadays, where if you disconnect, then it feels like you're not being informed. But if you connect, then you're just inundated with bullshit after bullshit. It's just, it's hard to find that medium. That's like, um, like even with the, so like with the voice residency and doing the NFT pieces that I'm doing, um, 
like I wanted to focus. So they had four different topics you could choose from, and I chose well-being. So like I'm like I've been on a whole a whole journey with well-being. Um, <laughs> like earlier in my twenties, like I'm 32 now, but like I think I'm like 23, something like that. Like I had I had like a few panic attacks. I was like going through it, like um, uh, being millennial. Sometimes I think millennials, I think Gen Zs too. Um, we kind of have that mindset of like what are we going to do in the world? What are we doing? What am I like, what am I doing? So like at the time Ooh. I was working at a job where I was like yes. creating book covers for science teachers. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And it's like, I was like, I need to do something important. I need to do something significant, something. And I was like, I worked myself up into a panic. And I was like, it was, I was like freaked out. So like I had, I've been on a journey of like learning to meditate and being like, taking time to like just breathe things out, go into nature. And so like with the NFT residency, so the well-being stuff that I'm doing. So like I decided like teaching myself something new and learning new skills. Um, I I like to take rest time from like, especially now, especially like when the quarantine first happened, stuff like that, just to get out, I need to be in the nature. I need to be in nature. Nature really rejuvenates me i'm sure rejuvenates a lot of people some people you know they're just not oh nature is nasty uh whatever nature's fan fucking technically um (laughs) and so so like i took i decided to like take um nature photos and then recording some like sounds from outside and then like mixing them in with other sounds to create my own like meditative like soundscape and so then to add my i gotta do some whimsical shit or some something different so I turned them into like kaleidoscopic pieces. So um, it's like kaleidoscopes with like people overlay with them. So that's why I call it a digital collage. I don't know if it is a digital collage or not, but that's it's my terminology. That's what they get. Okay, that's what they get to do today. <laughs> um, and it's not, it, sounds, it sounds cuter, but you know, whatever. Right. Um, and so it's like people being in tune with nature and just taking time to rest in like you were talking about making the time disconnect pull yourself away go outside just bitch go sit on the bench just go sit on the bench and just don't even take no music just listen to the birds listen to the the wind blowing the leaves all that jazz so um mm-hmm. yeah i totally get that about it's hard to pull away sometimes so. right and the the gen c like i completely i'm 35 so i okay, understand so. that Hold, you want to leave your mark on the world and then the book like we you know we were pre-internet and then post-internet too so we got it all we got we it had all. we had to deal with you know not having everything but having everything at our fingertips now and all of this stuff that we had to deal with you know they saying oh go to school you got to get a good degree oh you, you got to get a good job and I mean, for what? Like, the world is going to hell in a handbasket, and you still want me to pay back these motherfucking loans? Like, hello? Okay. Biden, do something about these loans, because I'm not. You ain't got it. Kamala. (laughs) uh, Schumer. Somebody better do something about these loans, because I'm not. It's above me. Okay. It is above us. I... Well, hopefully something will be done about these loans. But I, I do hear what y'all say about the millennials and Gen Z being a person who oversees a lot of them. Uh-huh. Uh, what I've got to, it has been an eye opener because I'm just like, 
you know, I'm I'm Gen X. So we I feel like we make the joke that we can literally say those old do you remember like back in the day, you know, grandparents say, I used to walk 40 miles in the yes. snow. We can say that stuff now because I'm like, well, damn, we used to we had to roll up the windows and we didn't have internet and we had 12 remotes to where we now have one to turn the TV. So it's very three channels. Yeah, with three channels that went off. <laughs> so you had yeah, three channels, HBO and PBS. So um, watch that masterpiece theater. <laughs> cats. But right. uh, it is it's fascinating because what I always tell the young folks when they get into that, I need to leave my market, I need to do this, I need to do all that, I need to march. I'm like, do what you can. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my advice. I'm like, do what you can. Do, yeah. That's when you leave your mark. When you do what you can, you're realizing more about who you are, but then you also are learning about your strengths and weaknesses. How much further can you go? Because I don't need you in this fight if you can't hold a sword. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm always telling them, like, do what you can. And sometimes that's just where you need to be. You don't need right. to be a star. And I think sometimes that, you know, we're in this new world where everybody feels like they have to be the main character. Uh, I'm like, no, you can be on the side. You can be the shadow. You don't got to be the main character because the main character is a tough role. It really people. Okay, it, is. it is <laughs> Dina Jones. Yes, yeah, it yes, is it a is. Tough role, and if you're not ready for it, it's gonna get you. So um, that's my advice for anyone who feels like they gotta make a mark. It's just do what you can. You yeah. know, people. Some people are gonna hit their marks gonna, every once in a while, but. There's no need to obsess about where they're at. You just need to be like, I'm doing what I can and doing what I can. And when you do what you can, that's where you're at your best because you're yes. not going to fix it, force it, push it. You're doing what you can. You're learning. Come about on, Daft can. Punk. Right. I've been noticing lately. Um, we see it a lot. I see it a lot on Twitter all the time. I'm like, yo, I, I recently said, and Nick made a joke about it, about how people, I said, I don't know, some of y'all would have made it through. Um, no. I don't know. That, he, <laughs> that, that civil rights ass he, no. I and I got to be in a suit? Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Uh, uh, but and, but and actually, I what you were saying, though, like, adding on to that is, like, um, it, like, like you were saying, I definitely had to learn. It's like, don't take on the the grand of the, the world. I must be up. like, no, calm down, right. calm down, bitch. It's like just focus on like the atmosphere, the six degrees of separation you got. Like, kind of fo- start there, and then you can work yourself out. Um, that sounded weird, but you can work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, uh, but like from that, it's like even when I learned that, like I learned. I, I'll say from the art side of it. Um, once I learned just like focusing on what I do and doing what I do great, everything kind of really has been blossoming since then. I'm like, don't focus on trying to be the next big super boo 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 whatever. Like, just let it flow in. Kind of like I've learned to like kind of release myself from like these specific goals and things like that. Kind of like the goal I have is feeling good all the time, feeling great. And it's like, when you feel great, great things come, and then they just kind of flow as they go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, th- that that's all I gotta say. But yeah, I was like, when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly how it worked for me. Just focus on what you can. 
as opposed to everything at once. True. Now me getting advice for myself. You know, I'll work my bit, my bitch ass up in a frenzy. Like, oh my god, I gotta do this, and I have to do this, and I have to do this. And if I don't hit that, then you know, the whole fucking day is a shot to hell. And then I'm throwing shit, and the cats are looking at me crazy, and the boyfriend is looking at me crazy, and everybody's like, I'm screaming around the house. Yes, that's me. (laughs) Take a breath. Right. Like, nigga, just go have an edible and just calm down. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's lovely. They, I, I usually don't smoke, but an edible and some whiskey will have me feeling quite right. Oh, and whiskey. Ooh, okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. And whiskey. Yes. I can do one. I don't know about both. Maybe like a small piece of the edible, but ooh, girl. I'm, I'm cutting that motherfucker down. <laughs> 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 and just zoned out watching Looney Tunes oh. hollering. Like I never seen it before. Like I never seen Bugs Bunny and drag. Like <laughs> real Just quick before we get to the questions, I have to say, do not, do not have an edible and watch certain classic films. Um, oh. still to this day, if you watch Gone with the Wind. Oh. Mm. Um, it just that seems like a setup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It is, especially when that little girl falls off that horse. I swear to God, oh. I went through the most deep laugh attack. Just, just, just hollering, just <laughs> like you was watching Bernie Mac. Like, we were oh playing like about three or four times. We were just like, put that on repeat. So it's bad enough getting to that movie sober. In that movie, like two, three hours long. Well, I, I would. It's I would too long for me. Don't do that. Don't and and don't. Yeah, don't look at certain cartoons, Looney Tunes. I can imagine that will be that would tear somebody up. And a lot of the sexual in the window in uh, Looney Tunes. Uh, oh, like yeah. there was one cartoon. I know we are veering off, but there was one cartoon, um, and they were talking about stag films. And you know, when you're younger, you know, I don't know what the fuck is stag film. So I asked my mom. I was like, she's like, oh yeah, those are like pornos. I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's it's crazy. But let's get back on track as far as the questions. Um, what are your inspirations for your art? Uh, and that can be places, people, things. I'm doing like uh, categories that about nouns, but what's your uh, your inspiration? Um, so I, I pull inspiration from a lot of different things, um, especially like growing up in the 90s, like I pull a lot of, at least like maybe some stylistic choices I do maybe come from like the 90s, like the vibrant colors and the patterns and stuff like that. But like inspiration wise, honestly, a lot of it I recognize comes from like dealing with my own, I won't say dealing with, but like going through my own like I don't want to say traumas, but like lessons, I'll say life lessons, Um, life lessons or like having those conversations with people, friends, uh, my partner, my therapist, y'all, like, you know, it's like, what are common, like, what are common things that everybody's going through and how can I communicate that? So I was like, I guess the inspiration is like trying to find connections to everyone based on like just the human experience, like even outside of just, you know, race and things like that, of course, but 
um, at the core, it is like just trying to find that connection to everybody that something that everybody's going through that they can understand. And so like, but be, beyond that, like heavy stuff, um, like fashion, bitch, like, ooh, great. I love some fashion. So like a lot of my, um, a lot of my like uh, initial images for like my portrait collages come from like WV, uh, all the fashion magazines, stuff like that. Um, and then from there it's like there's music music just that's a whole nother like world and just like what inspiration you get from artists it's like artists fueling artists basically i fucking love it um and then yeah i think but yeah the inspiration wise the main thing is like just having those like conversations with people and like having those deep esoteric I, I love having deep esoteric conversations with like my close friends i like a i love a one-on-one -on -one conversation where i'm like I'm non-judgmental, like, bitch, open up. I want to hear the TT. What do you really think? Like, what are you really going through? Like, what's, I'll say this. I was always everybody's like sex, sexually free friends. So like, they would talk to me about like, you could talk to me about things. And I'm like, I'm not here to judge you. I want to hear, you know, live your life, you know? I'm mm -hmm. not going to go all down that road. We're going we're gonna to move past that. But, because <laughs> that's a whole other topic. But anyway. Um, so the dark. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like just focus like getting getting inspiration from lived experiences that everybody's going through that's the real like the real core of my inspiration behind my work you mentioned fashion mm -hmm. who are your some of your favorite designers or do you have mm -hmm. any see i don't i'll say i don't have favorite designers but I, was, I tend to just look at the moments that happen, like mm -hmm. looking at legendary, like I like, like not, not so much like fashion, fashion, more like style, I guess you could say. Um, okay. Like I love, and as you mentioned, I'm kind of crafty. I love like looking at how things, how people do things and like, how can I do that my way? Or how can I like, how can I put that in my art or something like that? So it's like, right. and then you know, to that same point, I do want to eventually do like some avant-garde fashion kind of pieces with like my collaging stuff so i'm like i'm always pulling inspiration from i'll say style as opposed to just fashion yeah oh, i love avant-garde and some people don't get it and if you don't get it you just don't get you it you don't get it you don't right. get it go go sit over there don't worry right. and if you do you do like it's, it's that simple to me and people mm -hmm. are like oh what's the meaning Oh, sometimes you don't have to have a meeting. Sometimes, sometimes I want to do that lapel like that. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I feel like as we think about this, there's a part of it that's like, I would love to see all of the the pictures Grace Jones did over the years of just... Yes. Of just this. Because, I mean, some of it's already out there, but I'm like, we need to just... I guess like that read about a book, like we need a Grace book to just give us... Give us the six decades of Grace Jones and just just, like, just sit there, yeah. Like, yeah. Or just yeah. put it in the movie. I was looking at it on screen, like exactly. I was looking at her movie. I was like, oh, bitch, okay, oh, that was a look. Oh, yeah. like oh, I was just listening to that about. song. Uh, oh, what was that? I've seen that face before mm -hmm. that they used in Pose. I'm like, oh, that song is so sexy, it is so mysterious. It reminds me of you out and then you find some mysterious dude and he's 
watching you and he's stalking you and then y'all just in somebody's alley. I see what you like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, you know. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Oh, you got a clear vision on that one. Okay. You know. So for our last question for you, um, who are some of your fellow, you know, black artists, African-American artists that you just, you will recommend, you turn to, you trust, you are feeling something every time you see it. Who are those people? Oh, honey, that list is flowing. Um, so like actually a local artist that's in, I think he's in Baltimore. Um, actually I met him um, a few, probably like 2018, something like that. And so his, uh, his Larry Poncho Brown, and so actually he gave me kind of like some more insight and like being an artist, like I was kind of, you know, up and coming in my art journey, art career, art practice, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so like, I really got a lot of inspiration from him just in terms of like, oh, something he actually told me I'd still keep on thinking about to this day. Um, he's of a, he's of an older generation. So as we were talking about the millennials, like we tend to, kind of overthink, overanalyze, over like, like, oh, we got to do other things. Um, he was like, stop thinking, just create all, like, just keep creating. Don't, you don't, like he kind of mentions, like, it doesn't have to have a focus. It doesn't have to have a, a subject. Just keep creating every day. And that you, that's how you, you learn. You're, you're practicing by creating all the time. And you like, you see what works, you experiment, you do this, you do that. So that's kind of part of why I keep trying different things, different materials, different mediums. Um, so that's, he had actually wow. He had a um, significant impact on how I've moved forward. Um, but like beyond him, so it's like collage artists like Lorna Simpson, um, this Miriam Moma. I've I haven't met her, but I've seen her work um, in like you know Instagram and stuff like that. But like she's a I like how she really does a lot of simplistic. I'll say minimal minimalistic, not simplistic, minimalistic work, um, and it's just like really powerful for eye-catching so it's like things stuff like that I love stuff like that especially being a collage artist and focusing specifically on that now just seeing the different variety it's a large variety of like how you can approach collage like some people just use paper only some people use like myself I use a bunch of different shit um so there's that like Bisa Butler she does the quilting like I think that's really amazing just like the detail she gets in her quilting, her work is like astounding. And like, she does large scale pieces. I want to go to a show, I haven't been to her show yet. Um, Ronald Jackson, he does like, I don't know if you know, but he does like those mass pieces with a lot of greenery behind him. And I went to one of, I was watching one of his like open studios and he was talking about how he focuses on a lot of like, he uses the mass so that people kind of create their own story for the, the, you know, the subject. So it's like, which I really like that it's like instead of giving people a specific like you give them a viewpoint but I love hearing what other people think about things it's like oh you know what do you get from the what do you get from the piece or what energy what story do you get I love that so um Woodrow Nash she does sculpting um Marjani Meriwether I think that's her name I don't know how to pronounce it but she does these like she's a sculptor too but she does these like uh I don't know what you would call them. It's like an abstract bust. They do like long necks and then like there's the head. It's African-American 
focus mostly. Um, Lena Iris Victor, she does like this maximalist portraits. She uses a lot of gold leaf. It's amazing. I'm, I, I can name some names. Oh, Vince Frazier, he did. Um, so Arctic House, if you're familiar with him, with it, uh, New York, Miami, and DC. Um, he does he has an exhibition up now in DC. It was in Las Vegas and Miami before. Um, I went there recently because it just came to DC and it's like, I've been following him for quite some time. And like when I saw it, I was like, it's, it's just like astounding, like just inspirational and like really, because it's focused on African-American, the African diaspora really. And then like, but it's as the, I forgot the poet that was like doing the soundtrack for it. But um, as she was talking about, it's like creating it and adding the poetry that she added to it to make it similar to what I was saying earlier. It's like creating work that's not hard for non-Black people to be engaged with and not feel like they're like, oh, what did we do? Like, or, oh, you know, I can't connect to that because it's so deep and a lot of feels you'd be feeling. Um, so beyond him and then like other like digital artists, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know if you would call them graphic artists or digital artists, but like Timmy Coker, um, Maxim Manga, and then like Taj Francis, like I would look at their work all the time. Um, just like from colors, from textures, from um, the subject matter that they use. And it's like really, it's interesting, like as I played around a digital collage, it's like, Digital collage is fun because you can kind of really just let your imagination go because you can pretty much do whatever you want to do if you have, you know, if you have the skill and know how to, the technique to do it. But like with analog collage, it's like you are confined to either the space you have or and or the materials you have. If you run out and you don't got no more, you can't go get no more. You got to play along with what you got. And it's like, I really like that mindset of like using what you have and like, <clears throat> A uh, the a series I did, uh, I think it was like actually during 2020 when I was kind of reflecting on my time in Africa, like I recognized that collaging, the way I, at least the way I approach it and think about it, is similar to like how we were brought to America. I'll say we were stolen to America. Let's get the words right. Um, and like how we came together from different tribes, different areas, different parts of Africa. And we melded all the thing, all our knowledge together. And then we kind of, you know, we bought it together and learned and created something new, you know, under fucking, you know, all the other oh, crazy shit that was going on. But at least we were able to come together and pull our knowledge bases together. And that's like, to me, it's similar to like collage. It's like you're breaking down different things that already exist and then reforming them to make it like a new story. So um, yeah, I went on tangent, but anyway, that, yeah, those are those are the artists, inspirations. That's, I'm sure there's some other ones that I can't think of their names right, right now, but yeah. Yeah, that was a lot to kind of, and I should have been taking some notes. I'm gonna have to go and Google. I have some notes in my head, so I'm gonna go look at those a bit later. I have a list. I can I can email you the list. You know, if you want to look into some people. Yeah. <laughs> we I, we actually have a bonus question <clears throat> because this is a geek centered uh, podcast. What are some things that you geek out about? Ooh, what do I geek out about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
being an artist, uh, I definitely geek out about like going to art exhibitions and just like kind of, I'll say this, of my friends, I'm definitely the one that's like, oh, come to this art thing. And they'll be like, oh, hey, sure. And they're like, I'll be like talking about the stuff like, oh, look what they did with this thing. And I love how they did this. And I'm like taking it all in. They're like, sometimes they're just like, all right, cool. But uh, <laughs> I get I re really intense about it sometimes. I try to, I try to, you know, keep myself calm. Um, other stuff I could get about food, bitch. Oh, food is fucking good. Yes, I love this area because it's the diversity of the cultures, the food, the people fusing, fusing, fusing food, fusion, whatever. Um, like I love Ethiopian food. Oh my god. Um, I mean, African food in general is fucking fantastic. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, uh, food, art, I guess. I mean, I can't, I don't know, I can't think about it. I'm sure my partner's is like, oh, he'd be thinking about a bunch of shit, but um, <laughs> nature, I'm like, I think about it, like, oh, let's spend time in nature. I, uh, honestly, like nowadays, it's kind of like, <clears throat> I don't care to go to the club. I don't, whatever, like y'all go do that. I'll go to the bar, maybe, sure. But like, let's just go for a walk in the park, like chill, feel the energy of, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I sound like a hippie or like really <laughs> grungy person or whatever. I, like if I was of an older time, I'd definitely be, I would be at Woodstock and shit like that. Like, bitch, let me feel the vibes. Like, that's no, what I, I love. It. That's funny. I just did that the other day. Like I, to go on long walks, you know, you like you would drive somewhere like I'll drive somewhere in LA and be like, you know, I haven't been down this way before. So I'm just mm -hmm. gonna walk down this neighborhood where certain parts of, I remember when I first moved here, we walked around Beverly Hills. Like, let's see what the big hype is. You know, just what, what is the big deal to live over here? I think it's good when you just kind of go for a walk and just like, you know, really get yourself lost to wherever you're going. And that's what I miss about New York City is that whole, you get lost. So it's like, it's you're walking, next thing you know, you've walked 60 miles. You're like, did I walk 60 miles? I'm oh, about God. all that. Doing what? Like, I'm you don't realize it, though. <laughs> I would, let me take that. I haven't walked 60 miles. I've walked about 32 miles. Because um, you just walk around the city. Yeah. yeah. I never... ran 32 miles, like, in a year. <laughs> Does that count? I was like, damn. Oh, okay. So, marathon and some change. Like, oh, God. <laughs> but no, I, I totally get that. I think it's good to just get out there and, like, it is the nature and you know like we have the beaches here so you just kind of get out there and just oh, look yes and just sit there and play i do it. love a good beach oh like just to see like water what and all is. that water it's just it does especially because i'm a water sign mm -hmm. so which one i'm a scorpio so oh, okay oh, okay like, mm, intense like, i think so yeah but you know <laughs> just to it was when we went down to Florida, what was it, last year, and we were just on that beach and just a recharging, because he's a, a, a water side, too. He's a Pisces, the boyfriend. So, you know, we're doing all that. So it was, it was and I love being able just to sit down and not do anything. That's, yeah. that's one of the most important things, just to get be still. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do when you feel like you have to do a lot of things. Yeah, so like literally I took a, I think a, a couple of months ago or something like that. So like 
I'm a full-time graphic designer. I freelance graphic design and then I do art too. So like, bitch, I got a lot going on. And so like, uh, I think literally a lot was like happening at the, at one point in time, I had to like really stop. I took like, pretty much yeah, I took a week off and like went to Ocean City. I did absolutely nothing. Let my brain just rest and just rejuvenate. And I was just like, yeah, bitch, I need that shit. So that's what I'm like, I'm learning even more. It's like, Take the time you need specifically because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be all loopy doopy and right. migraine yeah. and shit like that. Like it's too much. Yeah, you're it's right. Very too much. I think it's it's good to unplug or it's good just to literally just sit there and do nothing. I even nothing. recommend watching, sadly, watching QBC, <laughs> like just sitting there just <laughs> at the quacker factory. It brought me so much joy <laughs> just listening to these women like sell this junk jewelry you know but they were really up there selling it people about it talking to joanne joanne's about how she loves it i'm just sitting here like this is probably the best day i have spent in a long or in the kitchen with bob or all that food that he's yeah. eating mm. see those shows are problems for me because i'm like bitch i want to eat the food but yes, like you know good uh, you know you know white folks <laughs> <laughs> There is that. There is that. That chicken look look dry, you know. Yeah. Some water on the sun. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but uh, Rashad, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you would um, tell where everybody can find you online, uh, where they can find your pieces, um, if you have any upcoming shows, um, all of that good stuff. Okay, yeah. So you can find me at ramcreates.com. It's R-A-M creates, all one word. Um, I'm the same thing on Instagram, the same thing on Facebook, the same thing on Twitter. Um, but TikTok, they fucked my shit up. So it's like Ram C eight T S. Don't worry about that. I'll be posting every randomly. You'll find me if you need to find me. But if you Google Rashad Ali Muhammad, you will find me. That's all you need to know. Um, but I will say the one like really great thing that just happened the other day. Um, I have a I was jurored and I was selected to be a studio artist at the Torpedo Factory in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, if you're in the DC area, if you don't, if you're not in the area and you know, um, the Torpedo Factory is like, it's a very pretty prestigious, you know, situation. I was like, yes, bitch. So um, I got a three, three year lease. And so that's gonna start, I guess, later this year, but still figuring out the logistics, but um, that literally just happened. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so you can, you can find me in a physical studio space soon. Yes, that is, and that's a pretty good deal. That is a pretty good deal. Cause you know, the DMV mm-hmm. is full of us. But also a lot of creative us down there too. So that is really good. Congratulations on that. Thank you. All right. Um, let's see. Well, I, I think Nick, Nick is going and his cameras maybe act up a little bit. But again, we are really, really excited um, for everybody to see your work, to get to know about your work, to see more of you. And I really appreciate, we really appreciate you coming on here, but also really appreciate you really putting stuff out there putting stuff out there for people to be creative and what have you so thank you so much for sharing thank you oh wait can i do one more plug i forgot i want to make sure i plug voice.com the nfts my my nfts drop uh july 7th girl july 13th but also just voice.com like if you're into nfts if you are an artist looking to get into nfts like 
they're really great. Like they're outside of like the larger like open sea and stuff like that. Voices specifically great for, for me in my mind because like they build the community around the artists. They have more open conversations. You you like you're really connected to the staff that works there. But also um, even outside of that, they don't. They're not just based in cryptocurrency, so you can buy things in USD. Um, there's like so, it's. Um, we call it. It's good for the environment. They're carbon neutral, so it's like so many great aspects to Voice.com, and just NFT art. You know, it's the it's the future, darling. So get into it. <laughs> right, y'all heard it. Get into it. Um, all right, so um, that will conclude our show. But again, for all of you, you know, always tune in on Megashine. We always in every couple of weeks and all that great stuff. And again, check out Rashad's art. Uh, we'll have a link in our post. So make sure y'all check that out. Um, and, you know, let him know that y'all into it. I'm sure he would love to know. <laughs> yes, I would. And support the art, buy the art. <laughs> Some of it is really nice. It, I support living art. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's another another show down for the count. Yep. Um, we'll see y'all later. All right, thank you.